Hey y'all, welcome to season one of the I Don't Know What To Call It podcast. That's right, we don't have a name and we don't really know what to call this thing, but we're here to have some crazy dope conversations with you as our guests. So, I'm your host, Errol. And I'm your host, Ashley B. And even though we don't have a name, we do have a common goal. And that's to help you dominate your sphere of influence, push past your fears, and live the life God designed for you. I co-sign, I co-sign. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Yo... This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> this is actually crazy. Yo, we are on. This is episode one. Episode one. This is episode one of the I don't know what to call it podcast. We here, we live. We live, baby. This is <laughs> this is actually it. This is actually it. welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to what it is that we um, decided to venture on, and you know. Yeah. this world and something it's something new for us both mm-hmm. um but Ashley like tell us how you doing how you doing today I'm What's doing good I had a good nap and then I first things first I woke up this morning and realized it was pouring rain and I said oh this is a good day to sit inside and kick my feet up and watch how to get away with murder not how to get away with murder what season are they on they're like I don't know, season 20 or something. No, they ended a long time ago. Oh, see, I don't don't watch TV. I mean, I do watch TV. Nah, I just don't watch How to Get Away with Murder, so. It's a really strange show, I realized today. I was like, dang, this lady's going through. Her mind, you know, it's chewy a little bit. (laughs) It's a little chewy. It's a little chewy, um, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. How was your day? Uh, My day was interesting. Today was a very long day. Um, For those that are listening, it's actually 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. At night, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time, and I got my my um grande. Let me tell you what I got. What I got, a grande vanilla cream cold brew, and then you gotta add the pumpkin cream on top. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I've pretty never intense. had that before. You should try it. You know, it's fall season now. So. Yeah, but that's cold. You should drink hot coffee. What? What? What's the difference? What? What's the difference? Like one is hot, one is one makes you warm. Okay, one obviously, but why should <laughs> why should I be drinking hot coffee compared to cold coffee? It's like winter time now. I have a Starbucks coffee. I don't even know what size this is, but it's pumpkin spice. That's preference. That's preference. <laughs> so what's new? I think we're getting into our first segment, mm-hmm. which is exciting. You know, mm-hmm. something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where you take over. <laughs> <laughs> definitely starting our first segment and there's something that we actually want to introduce to you all before we get started with anything and that's called the idk facts idk facts idk facts it's like snapple facts but it's idk facts because we are the i don't know what to call it podcast that's right let's get into these facts so there was a facts facts there was a fact that i actually looked up and i was really interested by it and it said that 97 percent of self-employed people don't plan on returning to traditional work I'm a witness. I know I said, Lord, I ain't going back. Although I was still looking, still mm-hmm. still to but, this day. But were you self-employed or like, what was that story like? So I have been self-employed working for corporate for mm-hmm. years, but I've also been an entrepreneur for about three to four years now. Okay. So I got a taste of that and at the same exact time working a corporate job too. So I could understand why if you work for yourself and you have your own business, why you would never want to go back after you start your own business business because it's just like I'm doing what I love you Mm -hmm. know and I'm doing what actually pushes me to you know Mm -hmm. service people so 
That's my IDK fact. Well, how you feel fair. about that? Well, first of all, I didn't know that was ninety-seven percent. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's a huge. That's I probably fall into the three percent because every other day I'm like, Lord, should I go back to corporate America? What is like the actual plan here? Mm-hmm. Um, because entrepreneurship, if like if you're an entrepreneur, you're battling with fear and faith each and every Listen. day. Each and every day, you got to wake up to choose to believe, or you know, you're gonna take an L that day because mm-hmm. um, something didn't work out the way you thought it was, you know, the way you thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't make a deal that you thought you was gonna make, you, you failed a contract. It's a whole lot of things that go through your mind as an entrepreneur on the day in and day out. So it's kind of like, man, if I had that security mm-hmm. in my corporate world, like, I don't have that now. You are bringing, but, you're opening a whole can of worms. It's a whole can of worms yeah. because why? Because if you think about it, like it's either you can choose to be secure and get a check every day, every Friday Mm -hmm. or every two weeks or Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, your company does, you know, pay you out or you can decide to go into full time entrepreneurship and either push your business to such a place where you're getting that check consistently or you go into some crazy dry seasons where you don't have that many clients. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just had emotional displacement. It's it's a lack of clients for me. Listen, the lack, it's a of, lack of clients. clients and nobody actually wants to talk about like not having clients mm-hmm. everyone is always putting the best on social like yeah. yo i hit you know I, I hit my goal this month i hit 15 clients but nobody wants to talk about when you had one client mm-hmm. and you had to come come up with a new idea within like two hours to mm-hmm. actually sell a new product mm-hmm. to bring money in because you didn't make that many um clients for that month so shout out shout out to the consultants and coaching agencies mm-hmm. and sales coaches and all those service companies or agencies that is built on um, clientele and not much so a you know a product that they have to sell, mm-hmm. but more so a service. Shout out um, to y'all! Shout out to y'all! Service based entrepreneurs, y'all got the real MVPs out here in these streets. Uh, speaking about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. Ashley, tell me a little bit of what, about what you do. Mm-hmm. We know that you mentioned that you are an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it is that like what what do you do? Like what's your journey like? Like let us know. Let so, the people know. The people want to know. My journey is crazy. I've been an entrepreneur for, like I said, three to four years now, and I'm a sales coach. And I work with entrepreneurs to teach them how to position their business on social media or whether if their business is actually not set on social media, learning how to go out to get new clients for their business and teach them how to actually sell their products and services. Because what I found is that entrepreneurs, majority of the time, because they have a really dope idea or great content. They don't really know how to sell it. Mm -hmm. So what I do is teach them how to position it, create the messaging for it, and ideally just reach the clients that they desire to reach with their business. That's pretty dope. I actually think that that's really needed and necessary within the like Mm -hmm. the company, not the company, but like the world we live in now, like. Mm People don't know how to sell. People are out here starting businesses and don't know how to pitch what it is that they've Mm -hmm. created um, and present that and present its best out there. So for people to actually buy it. So Mm -hmm. that's actually pretty dope. Congratulations on that. Shout out to you. Thank you. You know, you're killing the game. Oh, we want to talk about me. Yes, we're going to talk about you. Wow. This is crazy. So uh, my journey is about, I think about two to three years officially officially Mm -hmm. i was gonna say if i'm doing my math right because i think that my first um my first baby was you actually Mm -hmm. um you were the the birther of unlock the sale Mm -hmm. i i helped you with that and so i am a business coach consultant um visionary creative all the things Mm -hmm. i've been doing all the things um usually i take a client's idea their thought or their dream 
and mm-hmm. I try to give them language for that. Mm-hmm. I try to bring it in pers- bring it into perspective and help them actually launch out there. A lot mm-hmm. of the times, people don't know what it is that they need to do. Like mm-hmm. people don't know where to start. Um, what are the next steps that they need to take? And I kind of just help them plan through that. I give them a, a strategy system and kind of like push them to launch. Mm-hmm. Really, let um, me tell y'all. He pushed me to launch. I came I to him with an idea. I didn't even have a name. Let me tell y'all, we had two meetings, and after the second meeting, he helped me birth out something that Yo, I had no idea. Do you remember that? How long were we in the office? Oh my god! Coming up with a name, it was like three hours. Yes, it took a really long time. And we prayed. And we prayed. <laughs> we prayed. <laughs> we prayed, and ultimately, when he said that he really helps people bring a language to what they're trying to start, he literally wow. look I'm at my sorry. co-host trying to big, big me up. I'm y'all. sorry. Like, co-host. listen, you have. You know, you have receipts. You have proof that, you know, the work that you put in for people, when they actually implement what you have told them, mm-hmm. it is a success. So, wow. shout out to him. Y'all Thank need you. a business coach? Get a role, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But um, <laughs> were you ever ready to, like, step into entrepreneurship or even ready to make an impact on the world by way of business? So, the crazy thing is, I actually did not believe that I was actually called to be an entrepreneur. Mm. I didn't at all. Like I did not what believe What does that, that even mean? I, Entrepreneurship being a call. I think that people have a, a urging. It's this thing that's pulling people to master and begin to implement a specific thing, idea, goal, whatever it might be. So I felt that pulling mm-hmm. eventually after actually having that meeting. Well, right before it, because I saw a need in the industry and I was like, I need to be able to go into this industry and do something crazy to be able to assist people. But before that, I actually did not believe that I could be able to be an entrepreneur, write a book. Like I didn't believe I could do any of that until the meeting that we had. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was just in this new world that I was introduced to that actually pushed me to do it. Mm -hmm. So what does ready look like for you? I think you kind of mentioned that you weren't ready for mm-hmm. this at all. Mm-hmm. But what does that even mean? I think mm-hmm. that society has taught us that being ready means that all your ducks are in a row. Mm-mm. Or um, being ready means that you are put in the mindset. Like, your mind is right. Like, mm-hmm. you got to get ready up here first mm-hmm. before you can, like, step out and do the things. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like for us? I would say what ready does not look like. And I would say it does not look like perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like perfect. It's the way that you're looking at me. That you <laughs> it's kind of crazy like the the shade is kind of real in the room right now what's happening it got kind of dark oh my gosh stop it does not look like perfectionism um because if i would have waited for everything to be perfect Mm -hmm. um i would never have launched but what i want to say is that i had to just take a risk Mm-hmm. ready means risk taking mm-hmm. like really just jumping off the ledge and saying you know what I'm not going to allow fear to cripple me and hold me back from going forward mm-hmm. but I'm going to take this chance on this dream and this idea that I do have and I'm going to just run with it so ready mm-hmm. for me like I said is not perfectionism but it's being able to take that risk to do something that you've never been able to do before they say if you stay ready you don't got to get ready Listen. so <laughs> technically what you're really saying is essentially you should just always be willing and ready mm-hmm. to take a risk Yes. Being prepared to take a risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And preparation doesn't look like having it all together, but Mm -hmm. rather it looks like the willpower to step into whatever that is, step into that realm, step into that opportunity Mm -hmm. and step into the plate. Um, And I think being ready 
for those opportunities is one of the reasons why we can all, I guess, make those grandiose, not even grandiose, but we can position ourselves to make great impact in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm, I'm choking on my spit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that, um, most people miss out on opportunities because they weren't willing to take a risk right? because they thought they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. So like, let's dig into that. Like, what mm-hmm. is that even about? Like, mm-hmm. why aren't people willing to take a risk these mm-hmm. days i think that people aren't willing or they say they're not they're not ready because they're the free fear of the unknown um is because what's on the opposite side of that risk or um out on the opposite side of the risk is something that has never been done for that specific person before mm-hmm. so if it's unknown i don't want to touch it because i don't know what's coming with the unknown mm-hmm. and i think that the unknown literally uh, makes people afraid of taking those risks so it's like mm-hmm. I never bought a car before, right? So if I think I don't have the money to buy the car, I'm not going to buy the car and be afraid to actually launch out there and go to the car dealership and do all the things and mm-hmm. not even recognize that they have plans and stuff already set up for people who have never purchased cars before. They create plans, mind you. I actually don't. My husband deals with all of this stuff. Like So mm-hmm. when it comes to buying cars and stuff, I don't know nothing about it. But what I do know is that they have plans in place for people to actually buy the car. But I think that we are so afraid of actually taking the risk to go to the dealership mm-hmm. that we don't even know what's on the other side of the dealership waiting for us outside of that. So mm-hmm. I think just take the risk to buy the car. They say that um, the most successful people in the world or the people that have made great impact on the world are risk takers. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we are actually looking to be. Like, mm-hmm. we need to really, I guess, bring ourselves out of fear and out of um, that thing that cripples us mm-hmm. so that we can essentially do what we've been called to do. And that is to mm-hmm. influence the people that we're around, to influence mm-hmm. the spheres that we, that we walk into. Mm-hmm. I think that... In order to do that, we really have to learn how to take the risk mm-hmm. because we don't always know it. And I think that's mm-hmm. the journey of faith. Mm-hmm. That's the journey of faith. Like literally walking that fine line of faith. God, I might tip over, but you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. Or you know rather the plans that you had for me. Like mm-hmm. literally. Um, that's something. <laughs> Are you about to go off? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. You go, go ahead. ahead. That's a part of taking the risk. Like, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you, to do all of the good things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that we have more trust in our fears and what we know about ourselves than in God. Mm-hmm. You know, so if he knows the plan that he has for me, I'm going to just have to trust his plan, even if I don't see it fully right now. Like, right. you know, we typically want a full roadmap mapped out. We want the ways. We want to know what's next before it even comes but in reality like we don't get the next step until like even like if you think about a gps ways does give you the entire outline like mm-hmm. they tell you every single stop that you're going to make but we don't typically do that because we can't read and drive at the same time but it's not <laughs> well, don't read and drive don't read don't do that because mm-hmm. we don't got time for car crashes but what i'm saying is is that the, the directions are revealed as you continue to follow the first mm-hmm. one that they just told you That's good. so we should actually be like that as risk takers mm-hmm. Like, okay, we move, we have motion, we have movement, but it's not until you make that first step or you make that first movement Mm -hmm. where you're able to get the next direction. So Mm -hmm. it's like drive up McQuestion Parkway Mm -hmm. until you get to the light. And then is when you get to the light, then it tells you the next direction. Mm -hmm. So I feel like 
we need to be like that when we following that. But I have a question for you. You have a question for me? Yes, I do. Because I want to know what risky looks like for you in your life. Mm. Like, what does a risk on a daily basis look like for Errol? Looks like 2021. <laughs> that's, that's what a risk looks like for me. It looks mm-hmm. like 2021. Um, honestly, for me, I think that uh, risk looks like pushing past my thoughts mm. and my idea of myself mm-hmm. and the idea that I've built up um, of the way I should live or the way I should move or the way I should, um, uh, I guess, pursue different things. Um, because of the way I am because of the way I like, you know, my childhood and the way I was brought up, I can think myself out of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I've thought myself out of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And at 20, how old am I? At 26, I'm realizing mm-hmm. that me thinking myself out of those things has hindered and, and sort of delayed mm-hmm. me in achieving a lot of things. I don't want to say my purpose because I, I believe that my purpose is, is being fulfilled, like mm-hmm. even in this moment, right? Um, but I do think that there was a delay or I missed out on some opportunities because I thought myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that being a risk taker for me is to think beyond my thoughts if that makes sense, to think myself out of the idea that Mm -hmm. I've created for myself Mm -hmm. on a daily basis and making that decision. Mm -hmm. Being a risk taker is actually a decision. It's Mm -hmm. not something that we, I guess, um, it, it doesn't happens but it doesn't happen by happenstance it's not something that you know you could just turn on let me turn on my risk button today <laughs> it's you actually have to make a decision it, it is a choice you have to choose mm-hmm. to take the risk you have to choose to walk in faith you have to choose to um stare fear in the face and say no actually you won't uh hinder my purpose anymore you won't hinder my call anymore you won't stand in front of my next big opportunity anymore because i'm coming for you and i'm coming for you hard because my arsenal is full uh, and i'm a heavy hitter you better and, be Listen, let me just tell y'all that was the end of the episode. I'm just joking. joking. No, this one is for the heavy hitters. Like, even when I was thinking about Mm -hmm. making impact, and um, I really thought about a a wall like a collision almost, like the wall in front of me, and me having so much in my arsenal or so much in my bag that when I hit the wall, the wall collapsed. Mm -hmm. And I thought about being ready. I'm like, okay, what does ready and being prepared look like? It doesn't look like my arsenal being full of tricks and trinkets and brand ideas and and businesses and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. It really looks like an arsenal full of faith, mm-hmm. an arsenal full of stuff that other people don't have, mm-hmm. because other many people in this world they actually don't have what it takes to um, say, "Let me go step out on my corporate job and let me go pursue this life that I dreamed of having." Mm-hmm. Many people don't have that. Many people don't have the uh, the the faith to say, "Yo, I want to be an artist." I'm going to write music. I'm going to put music out and whoever listens to it, listens to it. And Mm -hmm. if it pops, it pops. Many people doesn't have that. So I think that instead of um, the society's perspective of having a full bag of stuff, Mm -hmm. if you have full faith, Mm -hmm. I think that you will get into doors that you've never think you will be able to get into. Mm -hmm. I think that you will have opportunities and walking opportunities that you never thought you will be able to walk into. And I think a part of that too is not having what that room expects you to have. Mm -hmm. When you step into that room, I think a part of, of having faith and a part of being a risk taker is not knowing if you actually have what it takes to be sustained in that room. Mm -hmm. It's not knowing if you have what it takes uh, for people to understand you or for people to um, to receive you, 
but it's actually stepping out on on faith and stepping out on the notion that yo i'm here Uh i'm present Uh i've been designed to make impact Uh and i'm a heavy hitter simple like i'm i'm coming and i'm coming Uh guns blazing with whatever it is that i got Mm -hmm. that design to make impact really stuck with me like it like when you said it i saw an entire meteor hitting earth you, you know, see visions. Yeah, we see visions on this podcast I today. Did not, <laughs> and like I really saw a whole meteor hitting Earth, and it wasn't. To, and it's not to say we, I hope a meteor is not coming to Earth. Let's just mm-hmm. hope. Let's yeah, Lord bless it in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that that once that meteor hits the Earth, it transforms everything around it. Like literally, houses are impacted. The entire Earth actually shifts when the meteor hits the Earth. Mm-hmm. So I believe 100. Like when we step into the fullness of who God has created us to be, everything around us has to shift. It literally Mm -hmm. has to move. It has to be impacted by whatever God placed on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. So I want each and every one of you to know that whatever God has created you to be, who he's, what he's placed on the inside of you, it has such an impact. It has the ability to impact you and everyone connected to you and then everyone that they're connected to and then everyone that they're connected to. Because if you think of a meteor when it hits, Mm -hmm. it literally is a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. It, It ripples and begins to hit every single thing around it so don't think so small of yourself to realize i'm a tiny meteor like no you're a huge um, meteor Mm -hmm. and you have influence so so much influence that it will literally hit everyone around you but it's i'm you actually believing that the meteor that god created you to be Mm -hmm. has the ability to shift change the trajectory and begin to just change everything not just around you Mm -hmm. but everybody's house that's connected to you as well Mm -hmm. you hitting houses listen we hitting houses you hitting whole houses, families. whole families, whole legacies. Whole legacies. Don't right get me started <laughs> on the whole legacies it's because whole thing. you said yes. Everything around you is shifting. Mm-hmm. Your life, your generations to come, mm-hmm. the generations before. It's literally changing the trajectory of the people who you're connected to now and generations to come. But you have to believe that the God that created you gave you so much that it's going to shift not just you and your now, mm-hmm. but the lives that's connected. Like it reminds I say all of the time, it reminds me of Walt Disney. Like he started this. He was writing cartoons. That's it. And mm-hmm. he was homeless at first. He was homeless, writing cartoons, and then it began to be evolved and evolve into something that was so much greater than him. Now he has theme parks. He got well. I don't even. Is Walt Disney alive? I don't know, but I don't want. If he's alive, he's alive. Let's not. Let's not um, make false. <laughs> But if you think about the legacy that's connected to him, it's everything. Like he has this entire world that is impacted children, adults, everything forever. His family is set up forever. So I want us to really think about what we're doing now and how we can have an impact on your family from generations from now that you would Mm -hmm. never even see. So one thing I took away from what you was really talking about is that we are all influencers. Mm -hmm. We are literally, we literally have the power to Mm -hmm. influence people's perspectives, Mm -hmm. to influence their lives, the way they do things, the way they buy things, the Mm -hmm. way they raise their children. Mm -hmm. Like, um, as you were speaking, I thought about, uh, you know, these Marvel, I think it's Marvel Mm -hmm. uh, movies. And it shows like, yo, when a meteor hits Earth, it literally, even though you said this, I'm going back to it. It like people morphed into new beings and new creatures. Mm-hmm. New creatures actually came alive. Mm-hmm. Yo, what if Jesus was the media? He is. He is. But he like is the media. I mean, but like still, like okay. Anyway, that's a side, <laughs> that's a side topic. 
when Jesus comes into your life, he's going to change everything. He's going to change everything. <laughs> Listen, everything is shifting. So wait, hold on. Hold up. Revelation. Revelation, tell us. Jesus is the influencer. He is. And so. He's the greatest influencer. He's the greatest influencer. And so if you're trying to figure out like, yo, how do I become an influencer? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, you know. This is a different direction of what we originally intended for this podcast. But (laughs) literally, if you're looking for a way to become an influencer or how to do it the right way, you can literally look to Jesus. Look to the creator who created us. Um, It's all in the word. Like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy Um, because when you said that, when you said Jesus is the influencer... You think about the time that he came here, right? And he walked this earth when he started his ministry, right? Mm -hmm. He changed everything. Everything changed. He influenced people's lives like crazy, but then he didn't just influence the people that he came into contact with, like healing and doing all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. then he had 12 men plus left behind to go out into the, if that's the meteor, Mm -hmm. like he came, boom. Now Mm -hmm. he's a ripple effect. Now you have all of these people doing ministry, people who that didn't even believe in God. Well, they believed in God, but they didn't believe Jesus was the actual son of God. They didn't believe none of that, but he influenced them so much by his life, even after he died and rose from the dead, mm-hmm. that they begin to do something that they never would have saw themselves doing before, too. So that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. One of the things that I guess I would like to leave people with today is to, like, come out of fear, mm-hmm. come out of apprehension, come out of discouragement, mm-hmm. come out of disappointment, and come out of comparison. I feel like, <sighs> yikes, did I hit something? You did. Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead. You can take it. You can take it. Comparison. Comparison. Oh my gosh! And I love the fact that this episode is called for the heavy hitters. It's for the heavy hitters. No matter what sphere you're in, no matter who you're connected to, you are a heavy hitter. Hitter. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. That's just that. I don't mm-hmm. care if you work in a grocery store and you're trying to start your business. I don't care if you work for a corporation. Doesn't matter. Like you're a heavy hitter. Yeah. But this whole comparison thing comes to eat away at us, to cause us to delay and not move in the gifts and the call that yep. God has called us to move in. Like I always say that comparison kills authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like it literally hinders us and stops us from walking in the fullness of who God has created us to be. Exactly. Go and ahead. how can you, inf- how can you influence the world by operating in someone else's lane or Hold operating up. in someone else's gift? That person Hold already up. stepped into their position. That Hold person up. assumed their position and is working their lane, but you busy trying to work somebody else's lane. Work your own lane work it. because the, the authenticity that you have is literally supposed to influence the nation. The nation, I'm not going to sing, but it's supposed to influence the, the nation, nation, y'all. And you can sing for me, that's it. <laughs> but no, for real, like I really feel like, yo, once we start acting like like somebody else mm-hmm. it's like we are becoming carbon copies and mm-hmm. who wants a carbon copy of me like i'm already dope you dope and that's just everyone that. listening to this is dope uh-huh there should be no cover no carbon copies of ourselves mm-hmm. we should be able to influence people to authentically be themselves but also change their perspective and push them into the right direction yeah um, so yeah that's that's what i got it's crazy that you said that because um, there's this thing that I always think about is when we are trying to be someone else, we are one fill, trying to fill shoes that's already filled, mm-hmm. but we're miss, there's a whole void in the entire earth if you're not being who God has created there you to be. There is a void. There's a void. Talk it, about the void. If there's a void, that means that there is a missing piece. There's mm-hmm. a missing component to this entire earth's makeup, mm-hmm. like to this entire world's makeup. Yeah. There's a void. There's an empty space not being filled because you're trying to fill or try to force yourself into someplace else that God did not call you to be but yeah. stop f- trying to fill spaces that are already filled it's just like you trying to stuff 
Think about it. What you trying to stuff? Are you trying to stuff a pillow that's already stuffed? Are you trying to stuff? <laughs> what? I don't know. People like stuffed pillow. pillows. It's bedtime. <laughs> it's bedtime. It's got to go sleep. But yeah, you're trying to stuff yourself into something that yeah. has no more room for it. You're trying to stuff something. You can't fit. You can't fit. There's no more room. There's no more room. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no more room, but go into the place that God has made room for you to be in and fill that space so that you can impact the people that he has called you to impact. So you can speak to the people, tell the people how they're supposed to do whatever they do in your Mm -hmm. business and what your business actually, Mm -hmm. you know, and it may not even be a business, you know what I'm saying? Whatever lane, whatever your ministry, your your nonprofit, anything, your organization, your your nail salon, your hair parlor, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you have influence Mm -hmm. and that's 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 what we want you to do we want you to go out and make influence and we want to remind you that you are a heavy hitter boom 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 that's it (laughs) (laughs) so this was episode one we really hope that you enjoy the conversation um thank you so much for joining us supporting us for even listening to this Mm -hmm. uh follow us on instagram at i don't know what podcast that's at idk what podcast um and be up to date on all the things that we got uh coming up and in store Let's tell them why we actually don't know what to call this thing. Why did we call it IDK? I don't know what podcast. Why did we name it this? So it's crazy how we came up with the name. I don't know. But um, I don't know what um, to call it podcast. But the reason we actually named it that is because we want to build a community. We want you to go on this journey with us and also help us pick a name for our podcast so we're gonna have a link that you'll be able to click and as we go on these episodes and as we journey on and begin to build and understand each other and have these really dope conversations throw your suggestions in this link so that Mm -hmm. we can know what you want to pick because the names that we picked was not it and that's actually okay it wasn't hitting it wasn't wasn't doing what it was supposed to do but we want to walk along this journey with you so if you have suggestions as we're going on throw those names in there Mm -hmm. we'll be checking it out and we're going to be going through it and by season two the hope is we will pick a name because you have gone on this journey you have been a part of this community and right. we're actually picking a name yep that you. sounds good email us um what is our email uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what podcast at gmail.com i don't know what podcast at gmail.com <laughs> idk what podcast at gmail.com we love y'all have a great week and we'll see y'all again soon well we won't see y'all but y'all y'all hear from us <laughs> Write us some letters. Tell letters. us something. Let us know. Give us a review or something. <laughs> Give us five stars. All that. Five stars. All that. Email us. Let us know your suggestions. Even mm-hmm. um, if you have other topics that you want us to talk about to hit on, uh, let us let us build together. We're growing together. Mm-hmm. This is brand new. We're learning it. And uh, let's go. I'm excited. Bye, guys. <laughs>